to Chiara Prada, the podcast. This is the space for ambitious women that are spiritual, on a bigger mission. They want to get their voice out there into the world with purpose, making a whole lot of money while doing so and leading a business that not only nourishes your soul, but your bank account alike. I'm so excited to have you on here today. Welcome and have so much fun diving into these interesting guests, conversations that we are having, activating your next level of expansion in your mind, being and business. So let's go. Welcome to another week of Chara Prala, the podcast. I just got off the call with Kristen Wands, the wealth ninja, and I'm so excited for you to tune into this episode. She teaches women to understand their numbers and grow their wealth, build their wealth without the hustle and in a really fun and simple way. So I know that you're going to enjoy this episode just as much as I did. Listen all the way to the end. We dive into mindset work, into self-sabotage, into even the spiritual and sustainable aspect of investing. And she makes it so easy for you to understand where you can get started on your journey to building wealth outside of your business income as well. And we talk about why that is so important as well. So just one more thing right before we tune in, I have actually created a new free resource for you, the Self Audit Your Business Masterclass. This is where I help you strategically scan your structures, your strategies, your mindset, and and even your energetics when you show up on content creation and selling so that you can discover your blind spots in your business and really take the first steps to realign them so that you can call in the results that you know you're capable of. So go ahead and sign up for it right now. You can go into the show notes, just drop your email in there. It will all be delivered right to your inbox. And then you can come back here and listen to this beautiful conversation with Kristen that we had and I ask you to take a screenshot of this episode as well and share it on your stories this is a topic more women need to know about so share it tag us and let us know what your greatest outtake was and now without any further ado welcome to today's episode Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited for today's guest because I have never had someone like her on the podcast and this is such an important conversation. So I cannot wait for her to share all her magic with us and I would love for you to introduce yourself to our audience today. 
Uh, thank you. It's so amazing to be here. Honestly, my, my pleasure. I'm Kristen Watch and I'm a wealth coach. I work with women around creating wealth, how to make more money, get intentional about your spending and build wealth through investments. So everything I do is, you know, really helping women become powerful with money, understand their numbers and really rewire all the limiting beliefs that are standing in the way when it comes to creating wealth. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And I think it's such an important conversation nowadays. I mean, we're opening up more and more to like, okay, like it's okay to have money. It's okay to make money, you know, doing what we love. But still, I feel like there's so much lack, so much lack of education around it. I know for myself, like I haven't learned anything about that in school, basically. So I really love the work that you do. And I would love for you to share with us, how did you get into that? How did you start your journey with all of this? <laughs> yeah, so I... Many years ago, I used to be a commodities trader. So I have an MBA in finance and, and I was trading in Calgary, Alberta. And I, you know, even though I had all the tools like to understand money and to understand numbers, I was a hundred grand in debt. I was spending everything I was making. I was basically just living paycheck to paycheck in this hole, even though I was, you know, making great money. And it was through this, you know, this process of really getting clear on what was what was holding me back, all of the limiting beliefs, like all the places I was operating from, all the subconscious beliefs that, that were actually driving all my decision-making. And when I started to really do the deep work to uncover and unpack those, that was when everything shifted for me. And so, you know, I went from paycheck to paycheck, totally stressed out, living this life that was totally out of alignment in all of this debt, like this mountain that I really wasn't climbing out of to, to really going deep on the mindset work. I started working with coaches. <clears throat> I, you know, I really started <clears throat> doing the deep work for myself to, to really make a shift, to make a shift into a life that was more in alignment. I've since built my business now, which is, you know, wealth coaching with women and, and really, I was able to pay off my hundred grand in debt. I I shifted careers, so I'm I've stopped trading. I've you know started doing coaching full time. I was doing a lot of business coaching with women, and doing a lot of strategy. And I was hearing a lot of women say the same things to me: "I'm not good with numbers. I'm not good with money. It's just not my thing." And it was crazy. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the same things again and again. And these weren't you know these weren't women that, that should have been saying this. These were women that were smart, successful women. Like, and I was like, it's it, this you really disconnect these successful women who had built successful businesses or, you know, achieved a lot in their life or just, you know, really powerful, but feeling so disempowered when it came to money. And it was crazy. And, and the more I was hearing this, you know, not just from the clients I was working with, but from friends that I had, you know, what you were saying before, we're not taught this in school, right? We're not taught how to manage personal finance. We're not taught, you know, and everything we are, we do see in the finance space is from a very masculine paradigm, right? Like all about mm -hmm. the numbers, all about the money. It's like boring. It's overly complicated. And so, you know, for me, my background working in a very male dominated environment, right? Like I really understand this paradigm of, of creating wealth from the masculine, from the hustle, from the, um, from the driver, you know, from the, the ambition and, and all the work that I do now is very much integrating the masculine and the feminine. And it's, you know, teaching women wealth creation in a way that leverages both, right. 
understanding your numbers and having structure and, and tools, right? But also it's not about the number. It's about your dreams. It's about what can you create? It's about the vision. It's about you know, what you're going to do with the money. Most women I talk to, it's like, it's not just about me. They want to, you know, support their family. They want to give more. They want the capacity to, you know, treat their friends to lunches and be generous and and build businesses that have impact, pay their staff more, like all these things that women actually do with money that have this massive ripple effect. And so what I, you know, the program that I built, Women's Money Mastery has really come out of that, right? It's come out of, women feeling disempowered with money, the whole finance industry feeling really complicated and complex and and really boring taught by, you know, gray haired men in stuffy suits and it just not feeling accessible for women. And so the program that I run, it really integrates the spirituality. It integrates the deep mindset work and limiting beliefs. And how do you actually manage money to build wealth in a way that like really works for women? And so, yeah, it's magic. Wow. Yeah. I like, I literally had shivers of goosebumps going through my body and my sacral was like, like this, I'm a manifesting generator. So I was like, I love this. <laughs> so beautiful. Um, yeah. And I resonate with that so much where you said that we feel so disempowered often with money, especially when we starting out. And I know for myself, it has been the biggest challenge to get over this, I had this question in my head, why do I actually need more money? So I come from a yogic background and I always thought like, you know, like you have to want nothing and, you know, like to be spiritual, you need to um, live in a hut and don't desire any money, any wealth. And I actually talked to my yoga teacher about that at one point, because I was like, this is just that I need to talk to him about this, you know? And This is when I really started to realize that it is what we do with the money that actually matters. So nowadays, I know that me earning a lot of money is actually giving me more tools to be and even like to give even better things to the world. I can pay, like you said, our nanny more. I can pay our like house, um, the, the lady that helps us with the household more, I can help, I can pay team more. So I feel like this has been for me, the biggest step to actually give myself the permission to say, yes, like I, I can hold a lot of wealth. I do call in to make a lot of money because it's not just to be greedy and to hold it all within me, but it's to actually gift back to the world. So what do you feel like when you like either in you or with your clients, what is that initial first, what are these limiting beliefs that come up these initial first beliefs when they actually start to say, yes, I want more money in my life and I'm going to learn how to do that. Mm. Yeah. I love, you know, what you've said there around this there's so many limiting beliefs, right? Like there's a lot of things that we either pick up from childhood or we pick up from society, right? The idea that women aren't good with numbers, women aren't good with money. And you know, what you've described there is something that impacts a lot of people, this idea that money is bad, right? If you came from, you know, maybe your yoga, yoga background or religious backgrounds that, you know, my parents are very religious and, um, and they, they have this idea, you know, that money is bad. Money in, inherently is bad and you shouldn't, it is greedy. You mentioned the word greed. It's greedy to want more. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, even as you talk, you know, we were talking before we, um, before we hit record about women, you know, what women do with money and how it is, um, women do give more, right? Like they're more generous. They're more, uh, they, they have a bigger impact, right? They're, mm-hmm. they, it extends well beyond us. And the idea that you want to keep some of it, right? That you, you know, you making more money, even if you don't 
you know, give it to anybody, be generous, extend it beyond yourself. The idea that that is greedy is a limiting mm. belief, right? Mm. Yeah. You deserve, you deserve abundance, right? And you, mm. a lot of it is sometimes built from the idea that if you have more, others have less, mm. right? But if you have more, others have more. We just talked about that. But if you mm. have more, it, it doesn't mean that others have less at all. And so this idea that you, you know, stepping into your power around creating more, coming into abundance, really, really allowing more to flow in doesn't take from anybody. And mm. so that's one, like, it's one really, really sneaky one and really subtle one, but you can see for you, even there's still layers there for sure. <laughs> really, and this is true for all of us, right? Like we all have these, these subtle layers. And so some of these beliefs, and this is the most important thing about limiting beliefs is that some of them you're going to be aware of, right? Like I grew up in a house where there was a lot of scarcity. And so I am very, you know, I have been aware that there's this kind of scarcity mindset that I've had to rewire along the way. Right. But then there's all these things that you aren't even aware of, you know, what we just kind of tapped into there, these like layers that you're actually still operating from. So if you believe on any level, and this is why the power of coaching is so valuable, right? Because if you believe on any level, like you, you're very successful, right? Like you've built this mm. incredible business, right? And so there's mm. a lot of um, a lot of beliefs that you've probably rewired, overcome, you know, really stepped into your power around. And there's always, you know, more layers, right? And so if you believe on any level that, you know, money is bad or that the idea, you know, something that comes up for women, the idea of really earning a lot. Uh, will come with sacrifice. You know, you have to hustle to get there is something that's come up in a lot of conversations for me recently. This idea that, you know, say I were to hit seven figures, you know, I've had clients come in saying, I don't, I don't know if I want to hit seven figures because I feel like it means I'm going to have to work that much more hard, that much harder. And so if you believe that hitting seven figures or even hitting six figures is going to come at a cost to your health or to your, you know, your relationships or anything like that, you're going to keep that subconsciously out of your life. So that's something there's another, you know, another one that comes up commonly for women is the idea that when they step into large amounts of wealth, people won't like them as much. Mm. It'll impact their relationships. And so they should, they don't want to step into the light. And so again, you might say on a subconscious or you might say on a conscious level, I want six figures, you know, six, the six figure year is coming to me this year, but subconsciously, if you're afraid of it, if your body is in resistance to it, you're going to be making decisions. You might go into a launch with like one foot on the brake pedal and one foot on the gas, right? Like Mm. holding yourself back. You're not playing with an all in energy. And what I mean by that is like showing up and, and really, really commanding the space of like, I really want to grow. I really want to grow my impact. And so, yeah, it's, it's different. It looks different for everyone, but really getting aware, becoming aware of what are all, what are all the things that are really operating kind of beneath the surface that might be standing in your way. I can so relate with that. I also like, I just recently discovered something that you know, like in even subtle layer, because as you said, sometimes they're so subtle and they're so normal to us. They have become our, not like our nature. It's become our reality that sometimes you don't even recognize that it is a belief because we think it is just like that. So for me, one thing that came up that I realized, I thought I like, there is this part of me that I'm now allowing to get out more. It's this, you know, like, uh, like getting dressed up, like putting on fancy things, getting nails done and all of these things that for some women are already like super, you know, like they're embracing it. But there was a part of me that was judging myself for it because I felt like, again, I don't know, like, um, 
like that it is not in alignment with the spiritual community that is a lot of like the people from here around where I live. And this was a very subtle belief that I had that I can't show up in this like um, this expression of myself because then it wouldn't like basically I thought it's new that I recognize that. That's why I'm like still stumbling around it. But it's I recognize that then I thought that I would take away my depth, you know, like if I showed up like that, people wouldn't see me as deep anymore. And I know that that has taken me that has taken a lot of my authentic power from me fully showing up in my power. And the reason why I'm sharing it is because there's these subtle layers and these are then manipulating our, as you said, our energy of fully showing up for a launch of fully claiming the six, seven figure, whatever it is that we are going after. And if we judge ourselves, it is difficult for us to actually call that in. So what are the tools that you use with your clients and yourself when you see, okay, there is limiting beliefs coming up. Okay. There is like somehow I'm sabotaging myself. How do you help your clients get into alignment with the goals or the desires they actually have? Mm. Yeah. So that is that such a great example that you brought up there and and I can definitely relate to that one. You know, in, in my past, I've done the same thing. I used to own a co-working space. And I remember, I remember in all the photo shoots we ever did for the space, I couldn't, I barely found pictures of myself in them because I was always, I, I didn't want to be, you know, in front of the camera. I didn't want to be in the light. Right. I was like, I was highlighting the team or the community or the space. And it was really easy running a physical space. Right. Cause there were lots of other people that I could, you know, point the, like point the the light to. And so in my head and you know what you, I just want to go deep on what you touched on before uh, that, that we actually believe these, we believe these beliefs. We don't realize that they're stories, right? So yeah. in my head, the story that I had was that, um, you know, it's better for the community and it's better for mm. everybody. If I'm, you know, sharing the stories of the community, our members, our team, right. That it means I'm selfless, it, but w- what it really was, and this is the lie I was telling myself, what it really was is my fear of being seen, my fear yeah. of being big and bold. Right. And so that belief for me operated for years, right. As I was running the space. And so this, it's a really important thing to touch on is that uh, yeah, I heard this quote a while ago. The problem with our beliefs is that we believe them. And <laughs> yeah. so this is, you're operating from this space until you become aware of them. And it's really easy to, because our mind can contrives all of these reasons why the beliefs make sense, right? Yeah. You can, if you think you're bad with numbers, you can, you can find all the evidence for the last 20 years of every math test you ever failed or every time you ever got stressed out by a spreadsheet, right? So you believe that that is actually true. And so this is the the really important thing. And I bring that example up with the space because it was through working with my first one-on-one coach that I couldn't keep telling myself the lies that I was Mm -hmm. telling myself. And so it's not working with a coach is not the only way to become aware of your beliefs, but many of them, we can't see our own blind spots. And so becoming aware of them is, is difficult. If you don't have somebody giving you new perspectives and offering you like questioning what you're actually doing, because our body is so and so adaptable. And so we are built, we are wired to stay safe, right? So if there's mm-hmm. any part of us that feels like we're unsafe, our, our body 
and our mind is going to make up reasons like these protective layers. And so the tool that I, I take women through around, you know, really transforming and shifting beliefs, it's you know, becoming aware of your beliefs. And, and we, we take people through that in, in the coaching and then really writing down all the stories that you're telling yourself and then creating new beliefs from that space. So what are the more empowering beliefs that you want to be telling yourself about what it means to step into the light? You know, mm-hmm. instead of thinking, instead of telling yourself that you can't, um, you know, that, that it means something bad or that it will be taking from people or, or it means that you're unsafe by stepping into the light. You could also tell yourself the story that your impact grows, that mm-hmm. other women are served by you stepping up, that you're an inspiration to everybody who sees you, that the, mm-hmm. the more you step into the light, the more other people shine too. And so these are some examples of how you can replace beliefs and, you know, become aware of them and replace beliefs. But it takes, you know, taking them through the the tool and then really uh, grounding into the the practice of shifting. Yeah. And I think one very important thing to mention here is, as you said, we believe the belief. So we have taken them on as our reality, while a belief is nothing more than a thought, a, a concept that we have adapted to that we have started to identify with that we have like took on as our truth and I always say to my clients like the belief of self-doubt is just as real as the belief of believing that you're totally worth it there is like there's nothing more real than the other or more absolute than the other it's just that one feels realer and truer because you have been subscribing to it all your life but we can actually decide in a matter of you know minutes or seconds even that we don't want to uh, like believe that believe anymore that we want to have a new belief in our lives because they're they're not real and also i think that this decision is said that it has been such an important step for me to really say like i'm deciding that i'm not believing that anymore because otherwise i feel like sometimes we get trapped in that you know like healing circle and i i can't stop like i can't stop the healing i can't stop the reframing i can't stop the uh like work on myself but at one point you just have to take st- take a step out of the circle and say no like this is it this is my past i'm not going to subscribe to it anymore i'm creating new beliefs right now how do you resonate with that absolutely i think that's such a beautiful beautiful reflection we i i ran a masterclass last week and one of the things i talked about was exactly what you've just touched on there around sometimes we think that it has to be this like, you know, years of healing or this really hard process to rewire beliefs. And, and there's, you know, there's work involved, right? Like if you've been running the same pattern for 20 years, sometimes it takes a little bit to shift it, but really what it requires is just a decision, right? It's like, it's like we've been carrying around this heavy backpack for years and we keep asking, how do I put down the backpack? How do I put down the backpack? How do I put down the backpack? It's like, you just put it down and then you decide (laughs) every single day not to pick it back up. Hello, my love. Allow me to interrupt this episode very quickly because I have a really important message for you and I have created a gift for you and I really want you to hear it. 
I want you to know that your business gets to feel feather light. It gets to feel spacious and you get to make sales on a daily basis of a place of deep empowerment, of being deeply rooted in your truth, of being deeply rooted in your love and in your integrity. Your social media gets to be a place of joyfulness, of spaciousness, of being lit on. You get to show up in your true essence and this is where your people will move. This is where they will buy into your programs without any questions at all. And this can be your reality. This is supposed to be your reality. And I have found that the shift that you need to make to tap into this new timeline of boundless expansion and abundance is to be deeply grounded in your essence and liberating your mind and being from anything that is shading off this essence. And this is why I've created a gift for you. It is called The Activation and it is a 90-minute immersive experience to gain deep clarity on what your soul's purpose really is and I'll help you take the next steps with bold confidence in bringing your soul's mission alive. So I invite you to pause this episode right here, go into the show notes, sign up for the activation and then come back here into this episode. I see you, I love you, I honor you and I am so excited to see you in the activation and now I'll let you go back into this week's episode. Bye-bye. And so I love what you've said there that it doesn't, you know, the decision to create a new belief doesn't, or to tell yourself a new story doesn't have to be hard. Like it gets to be something that you just decide in a moment. Like I'm not available to tell myself I'm shitty at numbers anymore. I'm not available to tell myself I can't create a six or seven figure business. And every time you notice your old patterns coming back up, you just shift, right? Like you recognize Mm -hmm. it and it's like muscle when you go to the gym, it takes a little bit to, to build up to it, but eventually that becomes your more dominant thought pattern. And that's where you go naturally. Right. And so it, well, it doesn't, I love that. It doesn't, it gets to be easy, right? It really yeah. does get to be easy. It's a choice. Yeah. I, in my experience, I had like one or two years where I wasn't making any money in my business and like personal life was really tough as well. And I saw my bank account going down to hundred euros. And I was like, you know, like I saw it going down every single month and I got really freaked out about it because I was like, I have a daughter, I have rent to pay. Like there is stuff I need to get done and my, my money is going down. I'm doing all the things. And that's what we talked about before turning on as well is that when we get so tensed up in making money in our business, we oftentimes repel it. And for me, it was really that I took a decision one day and I was like, no, like I'm not subscribing because I have, de- I have developed this belief that it's hard for me to make money in my business. I knew that I was serving value, but it was, I, I thought that I wasn't 
able to make money in my business. So one day I decided, I, I said, no, this is not my truth anymore. I'm going to make money now. I had this impulse to clean up my backend onboarding. And I literally signed a high figure, a high ticket client in this week. And I like attracted a, um, a big collaboration in this week as well. And that was just so beautiful to see that it is just a decision because once you shift that decision, you're your subconscious mind also starts to shift and it shows you different opportunities, different, different pathways, different things you have to do that will then bring in the action. It's like not woo-woo at all. It's obviously like there's a law of attraction, but there's also the very you know scientific thing that our subconscious mind shows us different part of reality. And that is how we start creating more wealth and more impact in this world, world as well. And one thing I you mentioned at the beginning is that you are a lot in depth, right? Um, and I know many people, especially in the States, I feel like are struggling with that. And I would love to know your take on this. Like, how did you, how did you, I can imagine a hundred grand in debt. I was never that much in debt. So I don't know, but I can feel like it's a huge mountain and it can feel very overwhelming. Um, how did you get started with healing that and getting over that and, and paying it off? Yeah. I think the conversation, just to go back to what you said yeah. on, um, on the, what people notice, cause it's real, a really important thing, uh, that you're, you're always looking for evidence in your reality to confirm what mm. you already believe to be true. And so you're, I love that example that you brought up there around, as soon as I decided to start looking for different things, it's like the red Honda effect. Have you heard of that? You know, if you buy a red yeah. Honda, suddenly you'll start seeing red Hondas all over the road. <laughs> Yeah. Because not because there are more red Hondas, but because you are noticing different things. And so that's a, it's a really important thing to, to be aware of is that it's not that your reality is necessarily different. It's that you're noticing things that confirm your existing beliefs. Mm. And so if you want to believe that there's a lot of abundance in your life, especially when times get hard, I used to, I call it the post-it trick. So, uh, I used to, when I, the most stressful months of my entire life running the co-working space when things were like worse than zero. I, I used to keep this post-it note on my desk for probably a solid month. I would do this. And I would write down every single piece of evidence of money coming in and abundance flowing into my life. And I would get to the end of every day and there were almost like five or six things, like tiny little things. Some of them, some of them were like clients, like new client signing. Some of them were like, you know, really, really small things. But the point is if I had awaited to the end of the day, to write them all down, I would have forgotten like three or four of them. Right. And so mm-hmm. it was my way of training my brain. It's like, I, instead of looking at all the things that are going wrong, I'm really, really intentionally looking at things that are flowing in and things that are right. And that was so helpful in getting out of that space because that's when that, that's where things begin to shift from. So I just want to, want to offer to people that, I love that. To your question. Yeah. Uh, about debt. Yeah. So the biggest thing when it comes to debt is debt isn't bad. We have all this shame around money and all these things that we feel, you know, we have all these stories about money, right? So whatever the number is in your bank account, whatever money you're bringing in every month, whatever the amount of debt you're holding currently, you have a story about it, right? You have a story about whether it's good or bad, or it's not enough, or, you know, and you have stories about yourself for bringing in that much or not bringing in that much and all these, all these things in your head, right? We talked a lot about them. So I think when it comes to debt, it's really important to know that the story you have about your debt is also just another story, right? Mm-hmm. If you have, whether you have 10 grand debt or zero or a hundred grand, you have a story about how shitty you are because of that number. And so that's one thing to really be aware of is that it's 
just a number. And the reality of paying off debt is that it's just math. Like it's very simple math. So most people that are in debt that think that they're, you know, not doing well because they are holding debt are, are probably avoiding it. And so they're not paying it off. And this is what I was doing, right? I was just head in the sand about it. And many women can be head in the sand about numbers, just like hoping that it's going to work itself out. So this is, you know, in one of my programs, I remember one of my students thought she was 40 grand in debt. Like she had, she was super avoidant. That was one of her patterns. She thought she was 40 grand in debt. And one of the one of the exercises in the program is to get clear on all your debt, like all the numbers, wherever they're coming from and and what are the interest rates. And most people don't even know the interest rates on all their debt. So if you have student loan debt, for example, or credit card debt, or maybe you owe your parents money, like all all these different places that you hold debt with, they all have a different interest rate. And that's really important, right? Some of them might be really high. If you have a mortgage, it's probably a really low interest rate. So getting really clear on what are all the interest rates and and just calling whoever you hold this with, right? Calling the bank and saying, Hey, what's my interest rate? And is it going to go up at any point in time? Because sometimes you'll have, you know, a rate that's like a special rate and then it goes up to like 25%. So you just want to be aware of that. One of my clients in the program, she thought she was, she was sure she was like 40 grand in debt. And when she actually looked at it, she was only, I think it was only 20 grand. So it was like 20 grand in debt that she had literally made up in her head because she was so avoidant of the number. So, I mean, obviously 20 grand in debt is, is still something to pay off. Right. But once you're clear on what's actually going on, you can just make a plan. So it gets to be easy. And one of the things we do in my program is you actually, I I give you a tool so you can find out your debt-free date. So you plug in all of your numbers, whatever that looks like for you, what your payments are, what you want to pay every month, then you get to figure out what is what is the date that I'm actually going to be debt free. There's no require. There's also no requirement that you have to be debt free. I think mm-hmm. debt it can be a really powerful tool if used if used wisely, right? So for me, it's me taking on that you know that hundred grand debt gave me access to an MBA that I couldn't have financed on my own, right? I would have if I had to save up that much money, it would have taken me years before I had access to that education. So. Um, you know, same thing with if people are paying for coaching programs, right? I've invested in coaching programs, you know, a $5,000 coaching program that took me, took my business in the first year to six figures. So this, you know, had I waited, had I tried to do it all on my own, I wouldn't have had that growth. And so debt, if used, you know, used effectively, appropriately, um, can be a very, very powerful tool. And so it's really just about being clear on your interest rates, right? There's a big difference between having a $20,000 debt where you're paying 3% on it versus a $20,000 debt where you're paying 20% and you can't even cover more than the interest payments, right? And so again, neither in neither of those scenarios is good or bad, but you want to make sure that you have a handle on what the numbers are and that it's you have a feasible plan to pay it off. Yes, I totally relate. And I, I resonate with that a lot. And I also feel like there's something very important that you said around like debt isn't a bad thing you know I also like when I started my business I also I luckily my parents parents like owed me the money to do that so I didn't have to pay interest but a lot of people feel so hesitant around that because they're like no no I first have to make money to then invest but that sometimes takes you even like sometimes you need to invest, as you said, to then start making money faster and more effectively. So I think it's very important to understand that debt isn't a bad thing at all. And that, as you said, if you take care of it, it's also something 
like you can even make it playful right you can even be like yeah like i'm taking part of my monthly income to there and then the other part i'm using it for for my everyday life um so thank you so much for sharing that and i would really love to dive into how women can get started with building wealth um outside of their businesses which was kind of the the idea behind inviting you onto my podcast, because I know that so many women and especially clients in the last two weeks have been talking to me a lot about how they feel so pressured to make money in their businesses. And I know for myself, because of the story I just shared that it, it, for me, that pressure took away my ability to make money in my business. So I needed to shift that. And I'd love for you to give our audience the tools that they how they can get started building their own wealth and income streams besides their businesses. Yeah. So the philosophy that I teach in, in my program, it breaks it down, you know, creating wealth in a very simple way. So it's, it's four main steps. So make more money, spend less money, have your money, make money and rewire limiting beliefs. So making more money is everything that you do with your clients, right? It's how do I really, what are my needle movers? What do I focus on? Most women I know are spread too thin. They're doing like 117 different things. They're trying, they have 25 different offers. They're not, you know, making the money they want to be making. They're under, they're under earning because they're not pricing themselves where they really want to be pricing themselves. So what are your, when you think about really quantum leaping your income, what are the things that you need to do to really bring in more money, right? The clients that you need to focus on, the offer that you are really in love with selling, the things that people really want to pay you a lot for. So focusing on that and what are your biggest needle movers when it comes to income? And the reason that's important is because income, generating income feeds the rest of the funnel. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's not the only thing, but it's important because it's like the gas we put in the car. If you don't have any, there's the car doesn't move anywhere. Right. So you have nothing to put in into the system. Getting intentional about your spending is the second piece. So not from a place of restriction, but, but from a place of intentional conscious spending. Right. So what are the things you spend on that light you up? And then what are all the areas, you know, the shopping on Amazon or the hundreds of dollars you spend when you're stressed from a day at work or whatever that looks like for you, where you're spending on things that it's just like money going out the door and it's not from a place of alignment. So those two things make more money, spend less money. I know it sounds, sounds simple, but that gives you overflow, right? And so if you were to bring in an extra two clients a month and you know, you, you figured there's $500 in overspending that you're doing every month or for many people, it's more, (laughs) much more than that you have this, you have overflow. And for most people, for almost everyone that comes into my program, I teach you how to build at least a thousand dollars a month in overflow. A thousand dollars is actually very, very easy for most people, right? There's like really easy tweaks for most people. It's well more than that, right? You think about what you would bring in an extra month if you just landed one or two new clients. So you create this overflow and then you use that to create wealth through investments. And one of the reasons that investing is so important is because that is the only way to create financial freedom. So it would take you a lot longer to, to build, you know, to build a whole bunch of money coming in from your business or or from other sources and to create all that on your own and to just leave it in a savings account. So just to give you a couple of numbers, and I like to use this thousand dollars a month because it's easy math. So a thousand dollars a month in a savings account. So you make more money, spend less, you create this thousand dollars a month. $1,000 $1,000 a month in a savings account over 30 years gives you 360 grand. So $360,000, thousand times 30 times 12. Investing that money in the market gives you on average about a 7% return over time. That's just the average 
of the market. That's how much it typically goes up on average in the long run. So you would, instead of having that 360,000, you would have a $1.2 million portfolio. Wow. So that's the difference between what, what is possible for your wealth through the power of investing versus just saving it in a savings account every year. So it's, it's almost four times more, three to four times more. So this is why investing is important. And for women, it can feel like complicated. It can feel really risky, but it really doesn't need to be. I think the industry makes it very, very complex. And one thing I really want people to know is that investing with a really long-term strategy. So just buying consistently, investing month after month, you know, taking that thousand dollars and investing it month after month in the average of the market, what the average of the market is doing doesn't require you to be a day trader. It doesn't require you to get, you know, fancy. It doesn't require you to pick the winners and pick the losers. Most people that do that actually lose money. Almost everybody that does that loses money over, over the long run, trying to get really fancy with their fancy trading strategies. Cause it's very hard to do. And I say this, I used to be a trader. So what's really way more profitable is just to make it really easy and just invest consistently over time. So that's, you know, taking people through the, the specifics of where and how there's a few different ways that you could get started, but that's, you know, just making it really easy, making it super, super easy. I love that approach. It's also like for me, everything in business, I also teach that. That's why I was like, yes, women are so widespread doing billion things. And that's like actually making it so complicated while business is really easy. And I believe you when you say like trading can be really easy as well, if you just know how to do it. So um, as I told, like I shared with you, I have no clue about this. <laughs> so how would you start with it? So if there's like women in the audience right now, they're like, okay, this sounds interesting. How do I get started in learning more about it? And how do I get starting with the, with the investing? And how much is it actually, how much do you say, do we need to start to invest to see some kind of results? Yeah. So the power of investing, you can invest, you can get started with even $50. Like for most places in most countries and your, your audience is where are they mostly based? Mostly States, but really like from all over the world, but mostly States. Yeah. So you can get started with a very small amount of money. So it's not something you, and this is the thing, once you have the system set up for it, it doesn't matter whether you're feeding $50 into the funnel a month or a thousand or tens of thousands, right? So you, you know, you setting up the places that you want to put your investments is something that you can do with a very, very small amount of money. So mm -hmm. I would, you know, suggest it's something that I teach in my program end to end. Like I give people the, the foundation of, you know, how do markets work? What are all your investment options? What are like broken down really, really simply and jargon free? Where can you put all your money? Um, mistakes to avoid how to, how to be profitable, um, you know, one of the biggest things that people end up, the biggest mistakes that people make are paying too much in fees. So if you're, you know, financial advisors, you know, charging you a fee, a 2% fee. So in my example, <clears throat> a 2% fee from an advisor sounds like a small amount of money, but in my example, it would take that $1.2 million portfolio down to 800,000. So over time. So if you think about you're losing I think it's yeah, four around four or five hundred thousand dollars you're losing just by paying a two percent fee. So it's important to really be aware of where your money is going when it comes to investing. But a really easy place to get started, like 
just starting to research, like what platform do you, do you want to use and just trying some of them out. So this is going to be different for different countries. And that's something I, I break down in my program, but you can either use a financial advisor, which will help you get started. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of fees associated with that. And we, we talk about that. There are self-directed platforms, which just means you go in, you sign up and you choose whatever investments. So it's, those are for, you know, people that are more comfortable investing on their own. And then another option is something called a robo-advisor. I think that's, you know, what it would be in the States is you, it's a platform that you'd sign up to. You fill out a little questionnaire. It, it, assesses your risk and it basically chooses a portfolio for you and you just put money in every month. So that's like the easiest place to start. And that's a good way for people to just dip their toe in. Uh, there are many ways to kind of go about it, but those are, those are the three main options as far as like, how do you actually start doing it? I think it's really important with, when it comes to investing, to have, to have really the end to end knowledge of how it all works so that mm. you aren't you aren't losing money and you're not, you know, you're not doing it in a way that just takes all the money that you've um, <laughs> spent a lot of time making in this overflow and just, it just kind of um, putting it somewhere that it doesn't, doesn't make sense, but there's doing just start, starting to really lean in and dipping your toe in and doing the research on your own. And how do you feel about, because like one thing that comes up for me um, and that I'd love to have your opinion on that is that you know, like there's a lot of companies nowadays in the world that don't do well for the world or like humanity. So um, how do you manage like kind of a sustainability or like an ethical approach to that when you start investing? Like, do you do you have to research, especially like when you go for those robo things, you can't, don't really have, I don't, I don't remember how they're called like these. Um, they choose a portfolio for you. How is that? Like, how is that in your own experience? Yeah. So my, you know, the practices that I teach and the philosophies that I teach are you build your own portfolio. And so you, I don't actually give any investment advice. I don't give you specific picks. I don't tell you what to invest in. I teach you how to think about them and how to make your own decisions. And one of the, one of the things when it comes to building your portfolio, whether you have stocks in there, whether you have cryptocurrency, whether you have property you want to invest, whether you have sustainable companies, you get to decide. And so there might be companies that you want to invest in that you're excited by. <clears throat> there might be other companies that you're like, I don't really, I'm not on board with their, you know, what they're doing in the world, the impact they're having. And so with the, and this would be different for different platforms, but with some of the robo advisors, you can actually select an option where I want only sustainable companies. I want only, uh, you know, so there's some ability within, you know, different options to actually select, like, I don't want to invest in certain companies that aren't aligned with my values. You can definitely do that with some of the, the like I mentioned, the self-directed platforms where you're specifically choosing all your own investments. But I also have clients that they're like, I'm not on board with investing in stocks at all. I really, property is one of my biggest things. And I'm really, uh, I'm really interested in cryptocurrency because it's a, a decentralized, you know, and we won't get into cryptocurrency too deeply here, but it's a, I'm, I'm the philosophy behind you know, the blockchain technology and cryptocurrency and what's available there is something that I'm very, very deeply aligned with from a value standpoint. And so when you choose what goes into your portfolio, you get to decide what's aligned with my values and what's not. And you build it out based on that alignment. I love that. So how can women work with you? 
Yeah. So my women's money mastery, it's the only program that I offer. It's the only way to work with me. It's, it is an end to end roadmap for creating soul aligned, you know, wealth, everything you need to build financial freedom, everything you need to understand your numbers. It is really, it's an end to end roadmap. Like I said, the you know, make more money, get intentional about your spending, build wealth through investments and re- really rewiring your limiting beliefs along the way. Cause at every stage in the journey, at every mm-hmm. new tool that you learn, every new thing you try to implement, every new strategy you try to take action on your limiting beliefs and those stories will come back up. Right. And so we really go deep on rewiring those energetic alignment is, is really built into, and that spiritual piece is really built into the program as well. So it's, it really gives women in a very safe container, a space to learn everything they need to, to create wealth and to be powerful with money, to, to feel confident with their numbers, to know exactly where every dollar is going so that it's not only, they're not only confident in it coming in and their ability to generate and earn more and step into their power around the money that they make, but also they know exactly what to do with every dollar so that it's growing for them. It's like, you know, thinking about a bucket full of sand, right? If you have a whole bunch of holes in the bottom, it doesn't matter how mm. much sand you pour in, if it's going, you know, if it's, if those holes are big enough, it's, it's not going anywhere. And so we teach women how to basically plug all those holes and to make sure that that money, that the overflow that they're creating is actually going and growing somewhere for them. And so it is my favorite thing to do. It's just so beautiful to watch women really step into creating impossible results. Like when you watch a woman come yes. in and blow her own mind, when you, you know, shifting those beliefs, right. Creating something that she didn't believe she was capable of all of a sudden something unlocks in her brain. And it's like, now, like what else, what else can I do? Like what else is possible? And so being in a, in a container and a group full of other women on that journey and really sharing the wins, sharing the ups and the downs, sharing that, you know, whatever questions come up for you, it's like this just really, really beautiful space to learn all the tools, to learn everything you need to, to learn, but also to just have fun with it. Like one of my biggest mm. philosophies is that money gets to be fun. Like yeah. it's not, we're not meant to sit in a spreadsheet somewhere with, you know, just the numbers. It's about really creating your dream life and using the numbers to, to make that all happen. Right. But then the money isn't the end game. It's the tool that you get to use. And so, you know, the process of going through this, one of my favorite practices are hot money dates where you sit down with your numbers every, you know, every week. And it's like, you grab a glass of wine and you put on a playlist and it's like this ritual, right? Instead of sitting down and it, having it be a chore, it's this ritual where you get to plan like all this money that you're bringing in, you get to plan where it's going. And that's super fun, mm-hmm. right? Where are you spending it? Where are you investing it? What are you doing? Like what companies are you investing in that are really exciting for you? What are you contributing to? What are you giving to? Like all of that, it gets to be fun. <laughs> I, think I think that is such fun. an, yeah. It's such an important aspect that you mentioned there. It's like money is a tool and it gets to be fun. Like it's, it's actually the, 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 you know, the vehicle that will bring us all of the experiences that we desire so much in our lives and that we deserve to have so much in our lives. So thank you for so much for this. I love this conversation. Could keep on talking for a long time with you, but I guess we, we cut it off here for now. And I thank you so much for being here, for sharing all of your knowledge and all of this, this inspiration with our audience. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you for your beautiful questions and and really being able to go deep. And if anyone wants, so I have a, I have a freebie that people can download. So if that's probably a great place to start, obviously my 12 week program is, you know, the end to end roadmap, but for people to dip their toe in and just really get 
get some of the tools and, and get going with some of this stuff. I, I have a, a mini course that I can give you the links to called Understanding Money. So yeah, give yes, we'll definitely to link that in the show notes, also your show, social profile so that all of my audiences can find you. And so thank you so much for today. Thank you. It was so beautiful to be with you. I felt so too. my love that was quite a ride my heart is so full thank you for being with me here today and if you loved what you heard it would mean the world to me if you would take a screenshot share it to your socials tag me at Chiara Prala and leave me a little review here on the app so that the algorithm can pump us up and more souls can receive this activating message Thank you again for sharing this space with me and I'll see you back here next week.